This incident occurred during my freshman year at the university that I was attending. I'm not saying which one for privacy. I was 19 at the time. I had just gotten done with my final class for the day, and I decided to head back to my dorm room. When I was halfway down the hallway, there was a girl who looked to be about a year or two older than me. She approached me and she asked who I was since we had a class together. I told her my name and she introduced herself as Narina. Narina then said that she wanted to get to know me. I was cool with it, so we talked for a bit. Then she actually gave me a printed photo of herself. It had her number on the back of it that said call me with her phone number. Then she left and I went to my dorm room. My roommate Kevin was in there when I got it and I just told him about the girl I met and I had showed him her photo and that she gave me her number. He was actually impressed that I got another girl's number. So later that night at about 7pm, I decided to text her asking her what was up. She texted me back saying not much. I texted her back telling her saying the same thing. Then she texted me back saying that I was cute. I kind of blushed a little, then typed LOL. Well, here's where it gets a little weird. She then texted me saying that I have a smoking hot ass in the jeans I'm wearing. Then I replied back with, Uh, thanks I guess, LOL. So fast forward the next day after all the classes for the day are done, and Narina walks past me again, then says to me, Why don't you come by later? Here's my room number. She then handed me a piece of paper that had her room number. Then she whispered in my ear, See you soon, sexy. Then I kid you not, she actually smacked my ass and then took off running. I kind of just stood there in absolute shock. After about a minute or two, Kevin came by and asked if I was okay. I told him that Narina had came by and smacked my ass. He was both shocked and confused about that. I even showed him the piece of the paper with her room number on it. Then when my phone buzzed, it was a text from Narina. It said, See you at 8 tonight, sexy. I'll be waiting. I texted her back saying that I was no longer interested in her and to leave me alone. She actually texted me back saying that I was going to have sex with her whether I liked it or not. And she actually said she was going to cut herself if I rejected her. I told her that I wasn't ready for sex and that she didn't have to hurt herself and that she was starting to scare me. Kevin saw the messages and he too was starting to freak out. We then decided to head into our dorm room and then lock the door for our safety. Half an hour later, Narina sent me two photos. I opened them and they were both of her arms, one arm in each photo and both of them had cuts on them along with a text that read, Look what you made me do. I hope you're happy. She also threatened to chug an entire bottle of pills if I didn't do what she said. Kevin and I were really starting to freak out at this point, so we decided to call the campus security and tell them to come to our room. When security arrived, we had shown them everything on my phone that Narina had sent me, and I even showed them everything Narina gave me in the hallway. They said they'll talk to Narina and the dean about it, and they left. Fast forward to the next day, and Kevin and I were walking and talking in the hallway. That's when we saw paramedics in a gurney, and on the gurney we saw a girl, to which we then recognized to be Norena. 
Word had really gotten out about it, and it turned out that she did indeed chug an entire bottle of pills, and when they got her to the hospital, she later died from an overdose. Kevin and I both freaked the hell out, and I began hyperventilating. I just thought to myself, Oh my god, did Narina really take her life because of me? All because I didn't want to have sex with her? I was so scared that I actually began crying. I was scared that people were going to find out and they were all going to hate me. Kevin told me it'll be okay and that it wasn't all my fault. Don't get me wrong, but I was freaking out really bad at this point. I literally started to feel sick to my stomach and then ran to the bathroom and threw up. I was throwing up for what felt like hours, even though I was only doing it for like 10 minutes. I then cleaned my face and washed my hands and decided to just head back to my dorm room, to which Kevin came along. Kevin once again told me that everything will be okay and that it wasn't my fault. I started to calm down a little bit. Thankfully, nobody in the university found out about the part where Narita ended her life because of me not wanting to have sex with her. But I'm gonna be honest, I really think there's more to the story. I'm not entirely sure it's just because I didn't want to have sex with her. That doesn't even make sense to me. But even so, to this day I still feel like it's all my fault. I'm still doing my best to move forward from this. Wherever Narina is now, I just really hope she's in a better place. I'm currently a 32-year-old female, and at the time of the story, I was 19 or 20 years old, living my best and craziest life at CU Denver. Like many people in their early 20s, I wasn't worried about any sort of danger, and I just always assumed nothing would ever happen to me. This was extra dumb because I lived and went to school in the heart of the city, and there were always things happening. I'm surprised I'm still alive considering all the crazy stupid things that I used to do. At this time, I lived in the student dorms with my roommate Olivia, and it was just the two of us. These dorms were surprisingly nice, and nothing like the traditional setup. The only big issue was that our door didn't latch properly unless you really forced it to. To give you an idea of the layout, when you walked in the door there was a living room and a full kitchen. To the right of the kitchen there was a door that led into the back of the dorm room where we each had our own bedroom and a shared bathroom. My roommate's bedroom was first, then mine. It was pretty much an apartment and not really even a dorm. One day during the week I was sitting in my room at my desk working on homework. It was sometime in the afternoon and it was super rare for me to be home at all since I worked at the campus library between classes. I heard our front door slowly open, and I had called out my roommate's name, really excited that she was home. There was no answer, and I could feel my stomach sink. I called out again, and I was then met with the same silence. I wanted to hear her voice more than anything in that moment, but I heard nothing. It was too quiet. No movement or her putting down her back, so I knew this wasn't good. Every scary movie I'd ever watched started playing in my head as I then slowly crept out of my room. I looked around the corner and I saw a figure standing in our living room. There was an African-American man not very tall with a big puffy jacket and white sneakers on. 
In that moment, I realized that I probably didn't latch the door when I came in, and I wanted to kick myself. Based on the layout I described earlier, I had nowhere to run that didn't involve me going directly past him. I was trapped towards the back half of the dorm on an upper floor. I froze, and he froze too, since I didn't think he expected me to be home. After a few long seconds, he looked right into my face and then said, I need to take a shit. Can I use your bathroom? Being the stupid, terrified girl that I was, I just barely muttered out a, Yeah, sure. Sure enough, this guy walks into my bathroom and then shuts the door. Instead of calling the cops or getting help, I had started texting my friends like, What the hell's happening? I didn't listen when they told me to call the cops. I definitely should have, but I didn't want to end up missing my next class. Plus, I think I convinced myself that everything was fine. This guy took the dump of all dumps. I started to smell it throughout the whole apartment before he even opened the door. And oh boy, did he take his time. When he finally finished, he walked out and kind of meandered through the apartment. When he saw me standing there, he actually tried flirting for a second and then he just disappeared out of the front door. I was so confused. Did some stranger really just come in my place and take a shit in my bathroom? When my roommate got home, I had told her what happened, and while we laughed about it, she was definitely concerned. We went down and made a report to the front desk, and they were very concerned too. It turns out this guy didn't even go to the school or live there and had actually been breaking into a bunch of dorms and stealing people's laptops and other valuables. I don't think he ever got violent with anyone, but I was in more danger than I let myself believe. If I hadn't happened to be home randomly that day, there's a really good chance my roommate and I could have lost a lot of our valuables. And you know, being broke college kids, that would have been devastating. I don't know if they ever caught the guy, but I do know that I saw him on campus one more time with a bunch of his friends. He didn't recognize me, but it really creeped me out. A word of advice to everyone out there. Don't let strangers shit in your bathroom, and always make sure you lock the door. So, this happened when I was a freshman in college. I was 18 at the time. I was walking to my favorite pizza place that I usually go to in between the four hour gap that I had between my classes, and it was near my campus, so it was really perfect. I was walking down this sort of rougher part of the area because it was really the only way to get to the pizza place. As I was walking, this couple comes right up to me. It was a man and a woman, and they looked to be in their 40s. They were white, and the woman was tall probably around 5'9". She had long black hair and the man was bald. He had a large build and he looked to be somewhere around 6 foot. Keep in mind, I'm a female. I weigh only 110 pounds and I'm barely 5'2", so the fact that they were so much bigger than me made me uncomfortable. The woman looked at me and then said in a friendly tone, Hey there, where you headed? I'm a nice person, so I made small talk, but just by looking at them, I could feel that something was very off. I then said, Oh, I'm just headed out to go get some pizza over at the pizza place that's not too far from here. The man said excitedly, Oh, well, we had this crazy party last night. 
there was a fuck ton of food. It was fucking awesome. We actually have a lot of pizza left over. You could just come eat with us. Now, I could tell right away that they didn't have any pizza. And because of my mom always warning me to not ever talk to strangers, I knew better than to trust some random ass people in a sketchy ass area. I replied back, Um, I'm sorry, but no thanks. I have class in like 20 minutes. So yeah, I'm just going to get something to eat and head right to class. Their expressions changed almost immediately. They went from friendly grins to off-putting frowns. Then the man said sadly, Come on, you said you were wanting some pizza, and we have pizza, so why not come eat with us? Look, we're not going to hurt you. Okay, now I know that they were dangerous. I was on edge when he said that. I just wanted to get the hell away from these weird people. I said in a hurried voice, Um, no thanks. I have to get to class. I'm sorry, I have to go. The man's expression changed. He looked angry. He said in a stern voice that made me uncomfortable, Well, you better hurry to class then, little lady. The woman didn't say a word. She just stared at me with this angry look. I could tell by the way the man said you better hurry to class and the way that the woman was looking at me that they were angry about me saying that I didn't want to join whatever kind of sick crap they were into. I said goodbye to them and I quickly started walking to the pizza place. I was almost there when I glanced over my shoulder and in my horror I saw that the couple were still following me. I didn't know what their intentions with me were. But I made no time to get the fuck out of Dodge and as far away from them as possible. I went right into the Rite Aid that was close to the pizza place, and I then ran through one of the aisles. I put on my hood, took off my glasses, let down my hair, and I then put my backpack behind one of the packs of soda, so that way if they came in, hopefully they wouldn't recognize me. And thankfully, they never did. As soon as I thought it was safe, I ran as fast as I could back to my campus, and I went straight to the bathroom in the cafeteria to catch my breath. My heart was pounding and I was tearing up. I was too afraid to tell anyone at the campus, and even if I did tell them, they probably wouldn't have even done anything about it, since I didn't really get a good look at them and nothing really happened to me. I never walked around that area again though, and I ate food from the cafeteria until the pandemic started. I'm just really glad that I made it out of there unharmed, and I'm very thankful to my mother for always warning me to not talk to strangers, because if I wasn't on edge and I agreed to eat with them, who knows what could have happened to me. So here's a lesson for all of you. Don't talk to strangers, and definitely don't go anywhere with them, because I mean you just never know what kind of person they are, and you never know what their intentions with you are either. So just don't do it. The story involves my cousin and I. I'll refer to my cousin as Victoria and myself as Nisi. Let me set the scene. It was 2010. I was 19 years old and going through my sophomore year in college. I worked two jobs and lived at home with my mom. My parents had divorced when I was 10, so this was my life. Living at home wasn't free. I paid utilities along with my own bills, which I honestly thought was fair. But again, I was a college student who lived on a hardcore budget. 
So when I got the chance to unwind and relax, I would go to an 18 and up club to dance with some of my girlfriends. Lately, I had been inviting my cousin Victoria to come along with me. She's three years older than I am, and we were rather close growing up. But towards our early teens, we had kind of drifted apart. I thought this time together would really rekindle our relationship, and oh how wrong I was. One night, Victoria and I went to our normal spot, and the music was so on point that we had danced for most of the night. Finally, we made our way to the bar. I don't drink alcohol, but they still had some options I could choose from. As we were putting in our drink orders, some rando and his sidekick came over to Victoria, and Victoria being Victoria loved the attention she was getting. As the rando had chatted up with my cousin, I had sat and listened on the conversation because I'm really suspicious of everyone. I had overheard the rando telling Victoria just how beautiful she was and I had looked over a rando sidekick, and we nodded to one another, as we had just met nights prior. After a few minutes, the rando and sidekick both walked away, and Victoria started to tell me what they talked about, like I didn't just hear the whole conversation. When she was done bragging, I had asked if she wanted to come to the bathroom with me. Y'all know how girls do. Well, Victoria was comfortable where she was. Usually I wouldn't go to the bathroom without her, but waiting just wasn't an option. I wasn't even gone three minutes. Coming back to the bar, all I saw was Victoria's glass, but not Victoria. As I had walked around the club looking for her, the sidekick was walking in my direction, and at that point we were in tune with each other, because his face then told me everything I needed to know before we were even in talking distance. The conversation went like this. Um, she left? Yeah, she... Before he could even finish the sentence, I told him thank you, and I then hurried out of the club and into the parking lot. I now went from concerned to scared. There were no cars driving off or idling, and my mind started racing. She really left me here all alone? What the fuck's happening? Did she leave willingly? Before I knew it, I was in my car locking the doors. For a second there, I was thinking how glad I was that I always drove when we went out, when I then got a call from Victoria. The phone call went like this. Hey, oh my god, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Well, please say you're still here. No, I left. I actually have a ride home, so don't worry about it. What the hell do you mean? You could have said you were ready to leave. I wouldn't have had a problem calling it a night. Yeah, well, I'm gonna get to know this cutie pie before I go home. Dude, you just met him. Why don't you have him bring you back and then plan an actual date? If he really likes you, he'll agree to that. Nisi, this is why you're single. You need to relax and just take chances sometimes. And this is why your relationships don't work. You attract the wrong guy and then want to play victim when all he's trying to do is hit it. Whatever. You're just jealous because I'm actually going home with someone tonight. I'm not playing this game with you. The fact of the matter is you put both of us in a vulnerable position because you're selfish. We were safer together and I never would have done you like this. The most I even did tonight was go to the bathroom without you, which I even hesitated on doing. But that's the difference between you and me, right? Noticing Victoria was silent, 
I had finished the conversation by then saying, You've always said I'm too safe, too paranoid, and anything else you want to call me in the moment, but at least I give a shit. In fact, I give a shit so much that when I didn't see your ass at the bar, I came looking for you. But now I know that we're not even on the same page. So if you're stranded and end up needing a ride, don't call me since you didn't have the courtesy to tell me what you were doing in the first place. I pressed the end call button and started to cry. I really felt bad about the way the conversation went down, but I knew I needed to tell her how I truly felt. Before leaving the lot, I called my grandma just to let her know what was going on. She's usually up at night, and Victoria lived with her at the time. I did actually get home safe, and luckily my cousin got home a few hours later. Fast forward to now, we're in our 30s, and Victoria's the last person I would ever invite anywhere. She hasn't really changed, and I don't trust that she wouldn't try to repeat that night all over again given the chance. Hey everyone, that's about it for today's stories. If you have your own story that you would like to send, you can send it in at southerncannibal.com or you can email it at southerncannibalstories at gmail.com. I look forward to telling your story. Have a good night or good day everyone. And remember, to always.